the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. This is the question we should really ask when looking at a ministry or the ministry that God has called us to. Is God there? Is God present? Is the Holy Spirit there? Who cares what the building looks like? Who cares if it's small potatoes? As long as it's God's potatoes, right? As long as God's in it. As long as the Holy Spirit is working. It may look like nothing, but it's something. Because God's present in it. God's at work. Do you sometimes feel like the work you do for the Lord is insignificant? In today's edition of Ring of Truth, Pastor Dan talks about the significance of working towards the Lord's will. It can sometimes feel like our work is unseen when it comes to pursuing the Lord. But when the Lord is present, the fruits of your work are significant. The devil will try to deceive us into becoming discouraged. But when we pursue the Lord and His presence, all the work we put towards the kingdom is worth it. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Haggai chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Haggai chapter 2, it's towards the end of the Old Testament. If you get to Matthew, you've gone too far. And let me pray for us as we get into the Word. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your Word. We thank you that it's food for our soul. We thank you, Lord, that it's alive and it's powerful and it's sharper than a two-edged sword. Lord, we ask that you would teach us by your Spirit tonight and that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your Word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, we began the book of Haggai last week. And just as kind of a review from chapter 1, the kingdom of Judah was conquered by the Babylonian Empire. Jerusalem and the temple were destroyed by the Babylonians. The people of Judah were carried off into captivity for 70 years in Babylon. During their captivity, the Babylonian Empire was conquered. By the Persians. And then a Persian king named Cyrus issued a decree giving permission to the Jews that were in captivity to return to Jerusalem and rebuild their temple. And a little bit less than 50,000 Jews chose to leave Babylon and go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple. Most of the Jews chose to stay in Babylon. And We saw in the book of Ezra last week that they were able to lay the foundation of the temple, but that got the attention of the Samaritans who were dwelling in the land, and they opposed what the Jews were doing. They opposed the work of the Lord. The work of the Lord awakens opposition. The enemy comes. 
The work of the Lord gets the attention of the enemy. And so the work on the temple ceased. They stopped. Just, they just got the foundation down. You know, they poured the slab. And then they stopped. And they discontinued. They became discouraged in the work of the Lord. They quit. And they focused instead on building their own homes. And their priorities became out of order. Serving God and doing God's work was no longer their number one priority in life. That was no longer their number one purpose. Serving themselves and their own desires, that became their main priority. And they became apathetic toward the Lord and apathetic toward the work God had called them to do. And the temple just lay unfinished, just the foundation for the next 16 years. Just neglect it. And then God raised up Haggai, the prophet. And God used Haggai to awaken the people out of their spiritual slumber, which Haggai did in chapter 1, as we saw last week. If you look back in chapter 1, verse 2, thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, the time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. This was their excuse for not doing the work God called them to do. Again, the whole reason they're in Jerusalem is to build this temple. But they stopped and they started saying, the time has not come. The time's not right for us to do the work. And this was just an excuse. And so in verse 3 of chapter 1, don't worry, we're not going to go through the whole chapter. Then the word of the Lord came to Haggai, the prophet, saying, well, is it time for yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses and this temple lie in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. They were reproved by the word of God through Haggai. Reproof is when you are told what you're doing wrong. In this case, their priorities are out of order. They're they're focusing on, on building luxury homes for themselves while the house of God is neglected. Down in verse 7 of chapter 1, they were corrected. By the word of God. Correction is telling you what you should do. That is right. Down in verse 7 of chapter 1. Thus says the Lord of hosts. Consider your ways. Go up to the mountains and bring wood. And build the temple. That I may take pleasure in it. And be glorified says the Lord. The, the right thing to do is build the temple. Now in the New Testament. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. It says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And we see right here in chapter 1, reproving from the scriptures, correcting from the scriptures. And in chapter 2, the scriptures will instruct. Look down at verse 12 of chapter 1. In verse 12, it says that all the people obeyed the voice of the Lord and they began to work on the house of the Lord again after 16 years of neglecting it. And then look down at verse 15. It says they began the work on the house of the Lord on the 24th day of the sixth month. Now that brings us to chapter 2 where we pick it up. Chapter 2, verse 1. In the seventh month, on the 21st, of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, so this is less than a month 
after that remnant of Jews began to work on the house of the Lord again, the word of the Lord comes to Haggai. The Lord speaks again. And so please note here what we see, the flow here in Haggai. God's word awakened the people out of their spiritual slumber. God's word stirred them to get back to the work the Lord had given them. And now, as they are doing the work, they receive fresh encouragement from the word of the Lord. It is important for us to be in the word of God every day so that we receive fresh encouragement from his word. As we're doing the things that God has called us to do, we need that daily encouragement just to be encouraged, to get you through the remainder of your week. It's good to be in a men's study or a women's study or a home group so that the word of God can encourage you in your walk. We need that encouragement. I can't speak for you. I need that encouragement to get through the week. Now, the date that's given in verse 1 of chapter 2 is significant. It's the 21st day of the seventh month. And it's significant that the Lord has this message on this particular day for the people who are rebuilding the temple. According to Leviticus chapter 23, this was the final day of the Feast of Tabernacles. The Feast of Tabernacles celebrated God's provision for Israel during their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. But more importantly, King Solomon dedicated the original temple during the Feast of Tabernacles. So the first temple that they're attempting to rebuild here was dedicated by Solomon during the Feast of Tabernacles. If you're taking notes, you can jot down 1 Kings chapter 8. And do you remember what happened when Solomon dedicated the first temple? The glory of the Lord filled the temple. The glory of the Lord filled the temple. The temple was so filled with the glory of the Lord, the priests could no longer minister in the temple. God's presence was so heavy in the temple, the priests couldn't go in. And now here in Haggai, it's the anniversary of the dedication of the first temple. And this remnant is working on building this new temple. And they're mindful of the date. They're mindful of the anniversary. So look what God says to them here. And the seventh month on the 21st of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai, the prophet, saying, Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Sheltiel, the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to the remnant of the people, saying, look at verse 3, Who is left among you who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison with it, is this not in your eyes as nothing? It's the anniversary of when Solomon dedicated the first temple. And here this remnant is working on building a new temple. And the Lord says, how many of you remember Solomon's temple? Some of the elderly that were there among the remnant were young children who saw Solomon's temple before it was destroyed. They saw it and all of its splendor, and all of its majesty, all of its beauty. 
Uh, Solomon essentially had unlimited resources to build the original temple. He had all the, all the gold, all the silver, all the timber, all the stones he needed. He had master craftsmen and artisans from Tyre to do the work. And so the original temple was just beautifully built just to behold it. And here was this remnant with limited resources and supplies and no master craftsman in the bunch recycling some of the building materials from that first temple, recycling some of the stones and some of the lumber. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. Back in Ezra chapter 3, you're taking notes, back in Ezra chapter 3, it tells us that when they laid the foundation of the temple, it says... The young men rejoiced. Praise the Lord. We got the foundation down. But the older men who had seen Solomon's temple in all of its glory and beauty, they wept. So you've got men rejoicing in the crowd. Praise the Lord. You've got men weeping in the crowd. Those older men who saw Solomon's temple, they could tell just from the foundation of the building that this temple is inferior to Solomon's temple. And so here the Lord says, who saw this temple in its former glory? And how do you see it now? In comparison, this temple is nothing. As far as the physical beauty of the building, this new temple is nothing compared to Solomon's temple. And I think the key word there is the word comparison. When we begin to compare things, we can get discouraged. When we compare ourselves and our lives to others, we can get discouraged. Social media feeds that, doesn't it? Social media feeds that comparing ourselves to others because people post pictures of their life and they want you to think their life is awesome. And so they post these awesome pictures and you compare your life to their awesome life. And you think, wow, look what they're having for dinner. We're having grilled cheese again. My life is so lame. And what the remnant of the Jews was doing is they were comparing the current temple they were building with this previous temple that Solomon built. They were comparing the new with the old. And the old temple was much more glorious than the new, physically speaking, aesthetically. And if you remember, God's presence filled the old temple during the Feast of Tabernacles, which it happens to be. 
God's glory was so heavy in the old tabernacle, in the old temple. Man, the priests couldn't even go into the building. And those that are working here in the days of Haggai that are working on this new temple, they think the work we're doing for the Lord is nothing. This is nothing. This is pointless. I don't think God is in this. What we're doing here is kind of embarrassing compared to Solomon's temple. Look at this building. We're not builders. We don't know what we're doing. We're not master craftsmen. Maybe we shouldn't continue with this work at all. Now watch. Watch what God says in verse 4. He knows that. He knows that that's where they're going in their hearts. He knows they're getting discouraged. He knows that discouragement could lead them to want to quit because it just seems worthless, that it's nothing, that there's no point to it. Yet now, verse 4, look, yet, yet now, be strong, Zerubbabel, says the Lord, and be strong, Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord, and work, for I am with you, says the Lord of hosts, according to the word that I covenant with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. Now note this three times. The Lord encourages them to be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Three times. That's significant. God told Joshua. Three times to be strong. As he led the children of Israel into the promised land. Be strong, Joshua. Be strong. Be strong. David told his son Solomon to be strong and build the temple three times. Three times David said to Solomon, be strong and build the temple. First Chronicles chapter 28, verse 10, for example, David said, take heed now for the Lord has chosen you to build a house for his sanctuary. Be strong and do it. Three times David told Solomon to be strong and build the first temple. And here, three times, the Lord says, be strong and work. You see that word work there? Work. Do the work. Do the work that God has called you to do. Listen, all of us here that are believers in Jesus Christ, we all have good works that God has ordained for each of us. Ephesians chapter 2 Verse 10, and God would say to you tonight, be strong and work. Do the work that God has ordained for you, whatever it may be. Don't compare yourself to others and their work that God has called them to do, because then you'll get discouraged. Then you'll start to say, well, my work is nothing. This is pointless. I should just quit. You Be strong and do what God has called you to do. You be faithful to do what God has called you to do and you do it. No matter how small it may be, no matter how insignificant it may seem to you, God has called you to do it. It's God's work. So be strong and do it. Look again at what the Lord says. For I am with you, says the Lord of hosts. I am with you in this work. 
that you think is nothing, that you think is pointless, that you think is not making any difference at all in the world. I am with you in this work. Look what he says. He says, my spirit remains among you. Yes, what they're doing looks different than Solomon's temple. What they're doing is not big. It's not uh, uh, glorious in comparison. It seems like nothing by comparison. But God says, I'm with you in this. And my spirit remains among you. Now, that's important. Do you remember the spirit of God left Solomon's temple? The spirit of God departed from Solomon's temple. The presence of God departed. God left the building. Ichabod. And Solomon's temple became nothing more than a big, beautiful, ornate, expensive building without the presence of God or the Holy Spirit in it. And this is the question we should really ask when looking at a ministry or the ministry that God has called us to. Is God there? Is God present? Is the Holy Spirit there? Who cares what the building looks like? Who cares if it's small potatoes? As long as it's God's potatoes, right? As long as God's in it. As long as the Holy Spirit is working. It may look like nothing, but it's something. Because God's present in it. God's at work. So look at verse six now. Look at verse six. For thus says the Lord of hosts, once more, it is a little while. I will shake heaven and earth, the sea and dry land. Now, verse six is quoted in the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 26. And now what the Lord does is now he's looking ahead to the tribulation period that will come at the end of the age. That's described in detail in Revelation chapters six to 19, where God pours out his wrath upon the earth and God shakes the heavens in the earth and the earth with his wrath. Look where he takes us here now in Haggai. Here are the people in Haggai's day, this little remnant, they're trying to build a new temple and they're looking back to the old temple, Solomon's temple that was so much more glorious and beautiful and spectacular. And they're saying, this is nothing compared to Solomon's temple. And what does God do? God said, oh, wait, wait, look ahead. Don't look back. Look ahead. Let me tell you what I'm going to do. Now watch what he says here. Not only does he shake the heavens and the earth, he says he he will shake the nations in verse 7. And I will shake all nations. This is during the tribulation period. And they shall come to the desire of all nations. And I will fill this temple with glory, says the Lord of hosts. Now Jesus is the desire of all nations. Whether nations realize it or not. What the nations long for can only be provided by Jesus Christ. What the nations long for will not be provided by the next election. It will be provided for by Jesus Christ. And the nations don't even realize what we're really longing for is Jesus Christ. The things we want, the things we hope for. They're only found in Jesus Christ. And that's also true on an individual level as well. Jesus fulfills the desire of the soul. The Bible says we were created subject to vanity, subject to emptiness, and only Jesus Christ can fill that emptiness. He's actually the desire of all people, just as he's the desire of all nations. Now, people try to fill that emptiness with things, but it just leaves them empty. 
Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. He asked me how I know, and I say, Bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Currently, Pastor Dan is teaching through the book of Haggai, chapter by chapter, verse by verse. We realize that there may be some unanswered questions you have from today's teaching. Would you give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about what you heard and try to encourage you in your spiritual walk with God. There are additional resources for you at calvaryec.com. So don't hesitate to explore what this ministry is all about. Ring of Truth is supported by Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. If you'd like to learn more about when and where we meet, service times and directions are on our website, calvaryec.com. To learn more about Pastor Dan or about what the church believes, we invite you to go to the About tab and read through some of that information on our website. One more time, that's calvaryec.com. You can email us, too, by going to the About tab and clicking on Contact. We hope you'll be excited to come back to hear more from the book of Haggai. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through this Old Testament prophetic book next time. So tune in and be a part of our listening audience once again. Until then, be learning and growing on your own as you dive into God's Word. Join us again on Ring of Truth. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.